You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Three Mall. Welcome to this week's Three Mall Player Spotlight brought to you by Riverbank Brewing and Council Grove. Really excited for this week's guest as we're joined by K-State starting cornerback Will Lee. Recorded his first interception in a K-State uniform in Saturday's 42-13 victory over Troy. Had an all-around tremendous game. But Will, before we dive in, want to tell all of our listeners about our friends at Riverbank Brewing who are making this weekly segment on Three Mall possible. As they have partnered with Wildcat NIL and 3Maw to bring a K-State football player on the show each week. Week one, we had starting left tackle KT Leviston, who was outstanding. And just last week, really enjoyed getting to know starting nose tackle Uso Sayamalo on the show. Riverbank Brewing, located on Main Street in Council Grove. Really cool place. Terrific craft beers. They brew in-house with Kansas-grown barley and hops. Brewery is located just off the Neosho River. Awesome outdoor patio seating area overlooking the river. Multiple TVs outside. And we're getting a little season of uh, fall-like weather this week. And Riverbank just has just the beer for you to go with the fall-like season with its pumpkin spice ale that's featured on tap this week. The beer is brewed with pumpkin, pumpkin spice, and roasted chipotle peppers from Grove Gardens. Another featured beer available this week is what Riverbank has tabbed as the Legends Never Die beer which is a chocolate porter brewed with caramel and chocolate milk. <laughs> chocolate malt, I'm sorry. Uh, Riverbank Brewing is open Thursday through Saturday. They have beer available to purchase on the go, so you can stock up for your tailgate or take home and enjoy anytime. They'll be open for K-State's game Saturday. So if you're not making the track over to Columbia like I am, get on out to Riverbank Brewing in Council Grove. Enjoy craft beer in the Flint Hills while watching and cheering on the Wildcats on one of the brewery's many TVs. Council Grove, really cool, historic town awesome main street encourage all of you to make a trip out there if you haven't before check out riverbank really neat place two lakes as well campsites everything you got a boat or a camper get on out there and get on the lake as well and check out riverbank brewing for more information go to riverbankbrewing.com or go to their facebook page at facebook.com slash riverbank brewing all right well uh now that we uh we're, th- we're into three games into the season we're heading into game three now and uh Let's just start off with maybe an important question here. Uh, for our listeners who don't know, your nickname is The Blanket. Where did that come from? So it started off when I was in JUCO. So it was just crazy. I had like a big fall camp, big spring ball, and I was just strapping everybody up. And really, I was just thinking of a nickname to just get my name out there and something catchy. So I was just thinking like The Blanket. And it just came up to my mind. And around here now, like everybody's calling me the weighted blanket now since I'm just coming up making tackles and just doing everything like that. So it just changes from the blanket to the weighted blanket here. So that's how I came up. I think Will Howard, we, we had Will on the pod a couple different times this offseason. He uh, he said some teammates were joking with you, calling you the Snuggie. Is that yeah. the, can you confirm or verify? yeah. I got some wide receivers that be calling me Snuggy, stuff like that. So, yeah, just all jokes. <laughs> well, we're going to talk plenty about your game on Saturday and discussion about K-State football. Uh, but I want to first set the stage here and talk about your background and how you ended up at K-State. 
for folks who don't know, you started for Iowa Western Community College last season. You were named a first-team NJCAA All-American. You were the only freshman on the first-team All-American defense list, and you were part of an Iowa Western team that won the Junior College National Championship, defeating Hutch 31-0. What was your experience like at Iowa Iowa Western, and, and what was it like to be part of a national championship team? Uh, the experience was good, you know, just being around a lot of guys with different backgrounds and just coming from different households and just seeing different experiences. Like that was amazing. I like that really made me like love the experience of JUCO really. But like being on a national championship team, like it was amazing. Like just being in that situation and being able to experience that with like different guys you like you see around the world and just players that were just coming in from transfers and stuff like that and just hearing their stories and like ended up being like brothers and just winning the national championship that was just like once in a lifetime feeling well you're from kirkwood missouri which is a, a suburb of st louis what was your recruitment like coming out of high school and how'd you end up at iowa western uh it was kind of crazy actually like my first offer was actually in a basketball game. My first football offer was a in a basketball game. I remember we played uh, Parkway South, the high school in St. Louis, and I dunked on somebody, and I got my first offer from Iowa, and then it kind of just started rolling from there. And then just really getting to my senior year, just a lot of academic and, like, COVID stuff happened, and then I just had to end up taking the program. Was it hard adjusting to the junior college life when you you went in there? Uh, it wasn't really that hard. We had a lot of guys from my high school go to Iowa Western for before, so like my head coach there really had a good experience with uh the coach Strohmeyer at Iowa Western, so that really was just an easy transition. It was just really just me putting on weight and just understanding like the college aspect of everything. So we're kind of going along the timeline here, Will. And at one point last year, uh, as you were having tremendous success at Iowa Western, I already mentioned you were first-team junior college All-American. You were committed to Oregon State, eventually open up your recruitment, later commit to K-State in November. What were some of the things that attracted you to K-State and sold you on being part of this football program? Uh, Really? So I came on my official visit to K-State in July. So I didn't come during the season or see like a game or anything. So I was really just going there and really getting the feel of like the coaches and seeing how like genuine everybody really was. And just being there talking to Coach Malone and talking to Coach Klanderman and Coach Kleinman, like they were just real genuine people. And they was just saying like, we're going to give you an opportunity to play here and doing just do great things and also like just saying they want me to be a better person like a better man and just like build me like and build my character so like that really stuck with me and like it played like a huge role in me just coming here is it hard to visualize like when you visit in the off season like in the summer especially students a college town right the students are mostly out of town there's no game day atmosphere what what was that kind of thought process as you came into Manhattan for the first time and tried to visualize what maybe you know, college would be like in a college game day in Manhattan? Uh, I kind of had a feeling just like I knew like every college is just going to have good football atmosphere and like it's going to come with that because like it's football. So for like the most important part for me was just really like gaining and seeing like the true genuine people that are here that I'm going to be with here for like my next three to four years. So that really played a huge role to me and like 
I've like seen K-State games on TV and like I saw how packed the stadiums be and everything like that. So I knew that wasn't going to be the issue. So it was really just really just understanding the coaching staff and seeing how genuine everybody was. How much did a part play as well? I mean, Coach Klanderman and Coach Kleiman have had tremendous success putting defensive backs in the NFL as well. I'm sure that probably played a thought in your process as well. Yeah, just really seeing what they did last year with Julius and then with Pac, that really played a huge impact. Just seeing a guy like Julius with my type of build and just the length that I have and seeing what they did with him, I was just really feeling like I could come in and fit that role and do exactly what he was doing and leave off what he started with. So I mentioned you were part of the the national championship team and you played in the, the national title game, obviously against Hutch. And I, along with a lot of K-State fans, actually watched that game, uh, Will, because we knew you were committed to K-State. We knew they were recruiting Terry Kirksey as well uh, out of Hutch, a linebacker. And you helped lock down for much of that game Malik Benson, who was committed to Alabama, wide receiver, a lot of a lot of the recruiting services had him as the number one ranked junior college player in the country. He ends up with five catches for 54 yards in that game. And now keep in mind, I know you already had a number of large power five offers, including K-State, the likes of Iowa, Florida State, Arkansas, and others going into that game. But we heard you received a significant increase in attention after what you did in the junior college title game and covering Benson. I'm just curious, did you have a bunch of coaches in your ear trying to get you to decommit from K-State? And what was that week following the JUCO title game leading up to signing day like for you? Uh, it was it was crazy. I had a few SEC schools come in contact and a lot of Big Ten schools come in contact. But like me and my dad were just talking through everything like we're heavy on loyalty. So like I already told the coaches you know, after I decommit from Oregon State and I commit to y'all, I'm going to be done. So really just really keeping my word and just staying with my decision. And I'm glad I did it. So I can't really complain about it. There, there was a rumor that uh, Nick Saban in Alabama offered you, Will. Can you confirm or uh, verify that that's the case after that game? So after that game, uh, so actually two days later, before I left uh, campus at Iowa Western, I came into uh, my coach's office and he was saying like, yeah, like Bama contacted me and they was wondering like, what are you going to do with this whole commitment thing? And just seeing like, what are you going to do? And I was like, I'm staying. So they basically just left it alone there. And then after like before Sunday, they came back around trying to gain interest and I just wasn't, you know, I was just sticking with my decision. So did they put an official offer on the table or were they trying to not do that until they knew if you would actually, because I know Alabama has a ploy with that, right? They don't want to look like they lose recruiting battles. So sometimes they don't actually put the offer unless they know you're going to, you're going to commit. Yeah, it was more of a, it was more of a just seeing what I would do. So they really didn't officially offer me until to see that if I was actually going to decommit and Uh, so yeah we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. But but I mean I I know you got a lot of Power Five offers outside of what Bama was trying to do as well. But you didn't really promote that or publicize that, and a lot of kids would have. Well, I, I'm just curious. I really respect that you didn't. But maybe what what's your thought process not being out there and touting some of those offers that you did get? Uh, I just feel like that's just kind of disrespectful to the school I committed to. I just feel like if I commit to y'all, like I'm a hundred percent in. You know, so like me being committed and just posting other offers that I get afterwards that could probably show like lack of interest to the school I'm committed to and there's possible chances of me leaving. So I didn't want to give off no type of energy like that. I just wanted to make sure like Coach Kleiman and everybody knew I was a hundred and in and I wasn't gonna back down. That's awesome. So shifting gears, we talked enough about how you got to K State, Will. You get your first interception on Saturday in the win against Troy. Just just what was that experience like getting that first interception in a K State uniform? Uh it was amazing. Like I wouldn't even expect it to come so soon. I really thought it was gonna be later on in the season, but it was just amazing. Like I didn't like I couldn't even celebrate because like everybody was just so excited for me and just pushing me around. So like that's just a moment I'm gonna remember for life. Well, and we already knew you were a tremendous cover corner coming into K-State, but you also tied for the team lead with six total tackles against Troy. You had one and a half tackles for loss. You were living in that Troy backfield for much of the game, helping and run support. Is the the physicality and helping against a run a big part of your game and something you enjoy doing? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Like in high school, so before I played corner, I played linebacker. So as crazy as that is, I just felt like that played a huge part in me being able to tackle and just be more aggressive in the run fit. So I really like want to take prize and really lock in on that. Cause that whole week we was just working on getting off blocks and making sure our corners can be physical and they're going to try to run to our corner. So I wanted to make that be known that we tackle here in the secondary. Well, you did that, and uh, we do a weekly show with former K-State wide receiver Curry Sexton, also a partner at Wildcat NIL. And 
one thing he noted when I talked to him for the show this week, Will, was he saw you lining up as the boundary corner a number of times at the line of scrimmage over the tight end in that game. You came off the edge on a blitz multiple times, nearly got home and got after the quarterback. I mean, is that also something you enjoy doing is, is getting after the quarterback and rushing the passer? Yeah, it's definitely fun. You know, you get chances to get you a little sack and get in there and get in the get in the trenches, they say. So that's always fun. But yeah, I enjoyed it. So I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you something that you can tell your teammates here uh, and maybe have a little bit of fun with them. Talk a little trash with them. Some numbers that I had uh, pulled on your game on Saturday. So let me look at these. I want to make sure I get them right for you. But Pro Football Focus graded you as the number one pass rusher on the team on Saturday. Uh, you were graded. You're actually graded as the number three pass rushing corner in the entire country against Troy, according to PFF. You were number eight through two games among corners at getting after the passer on the season thus far. So are you going to take those stats that I just gave you and you want to go over to the DN room and share them with Coach Wyatt, the defensive ends coach, and Khalid and Brandon and Nate and and maybe talk some trash? Yeah, I got to, you know, got to make it hard for those guys and, you know, make sure they keep working. I'm one they I'm one they backs for sure. Well, now we we've talked about you making plays and and obviously supporting in the run game, but you guys are off to a tremendous start as a team defensively overall. You're number two in the country in yards per carry allowed at 1.4 yards per rush. You and Jacob Parrish especially have been terrific at corner. Like K State returned zero starts at the corner position, but you and Jacob have excelled, and it doesn't look like you've had any growing pains. Specifically for you, what has the process been like picking up the defense since you arrived in the spring, and how how did you adapt so quickly? Uh, just just being around guys like Jacob Parrish really like helped me a lot. Like he played a big role uh, being on the team last year, and just hanging around him and just understanding the defense and understanding how like college football really is. Like that really helped a lot. Like I appreciate him for just carrying me along and helping me and showing me the way, but. Besides that, like we got a great group of guys in the secondary and they just kept carrying me along and kept keeping me motivated and keeping me in a positive direction so I could just pick up and learn as quick as I can. Well, your nickname's The Blanket. We might need to call Jacob the uh, the Blanket 2.0. I mean, you guys are elite right now at what you are doing out there. Jacob Parrish in the game against Troy was targeted 11 times and they completed four balls uh, for 20 yards against him. Just 1.8 yards per target on Parrish. Obviously, you were great as well. And I don't think Jacob, like, we'll get him on the show eventually, but I don't think he'll talk about himself all that much. He's always humble when it comes to this. So I want you to maybe just talk about what makes him special as a cover corner as well, Will. Yeah, he's just, he's really, like, so keyed in on his technician. Like, he really makes sure he's locked in on key details, and he just does all the little things, right, like, to disguising coverages and doing everything like that. So... He really locks in on things like that. Like, I really admire that about him. Like, he's quick. He's an explosive corner, and he'll come down and tackle. So he's just the best thing you could get, really. Just a few more, and and we'll get you out of here, Will. Appreciate your time. What's it like playing for guys like Coach Klanderman and Coach Malone, your cornerbacks coach? Uh, It's amazing. Like, they really want you to be the best person you can be, like, on the field and off the field. Like, so that really shows a lot. So... They just really want you to be a good person and also a great football player. So just playing behind Coach Klanderman and Coach Malone, like they really show you the game and show you like different aspects of the game so you can be great. 
How involved is Coach Kleiman with the defense? We know he's a defensive guy. I'm just curious, what's his involvement with the defense overall and maybe the secondary in particular? Uh, He's really everywhere. Like during practice, he's everywhere. He's with the safeties. He's with the corners. He's making sure we're right in our fits and understanding that we need to show different coverages and disguises for different things. So he really is always around and just making sure we can be good and be in the best position so we can play great. We're recording this on Tuesday, so I'm not sure how much film study you've had on Missouri yet, but maybe just at a high level, your thoughts on the upcoming matchup, your first road game uh, at the Power 5 level as well. How, how much are you looking forward to this one? Uh, definitely looking forward to this game. You know, Missouri's kind of like hometown college, so yeah, definitely looking forward to playing this game, and, you know, I'm just ready. Well, that's that's a good point. I hadn't even thought about that, Will. You're from the St. Louis area, so did you did you grow up a Missouri fan at all, or do you have a bunch of buddies over there, friends or family? Uh, yeah, I had a few. I had a few buddies that went there. You know, since like just being at Kirkwood and having as my OC being Jeremy Macklin, we kind of always had Mizzou around at high school. So it's really going to be interesting for this week. Wait, I, I I didn't even know that your offensive coordinator was Jeremy Macklin. Yeah. All right. Former uh, former Chiefs wide receiver as well and uh, Eagles wide receiver. I, I did not realize that. That's really cool. Um, just a couple fun ones, Will, and we'll, we'll wrap here. But uh, are you a trash talker when you're out on the field? Yeah. I talk my fair amount, you know, getting your, getting your head a lot. So that's definitely part of my game. How, outside of you, who's the biggest trash talker on the defense? Definitely Kobe Savage. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Anyway. We we hear Kobe's name pop up a lot when it comes to that question, and we've we've asked it to everybody that's come on the show so far. You know, one that threw us for a curveball, Will. We asked Uso that, and Uso said Austin Moore talks a lot of trash. Is that is that true? Yeah, Austin Moore. The first game against Semo, you was hearing them chirp a lot to their tight ends and everything like that, and our coaches had to tell them to calm down a little bit. So yeah, he he'll get in there really. We had no idea. We were surprised because Austin's nickname has always been the machine, right? And like he's he just kind of is so professional about the way he goes about everything, quiet. Uh, I did not expect that. I thought Uso was messing with us for a second when he told us that. No, that's that's funny. Hey, you you mentioned your basketball player. Uh, who's the best basketball players on the team? KT KT Leviston told us he's a hybrid of LeBron and Kevin Durant uh, as a scouting report for him. So. What what would you say your scouting report is and maybe some of the dudes on the team that can ball a little bit from your experience so far? Uh, From my experience, I know me. I know I'm like, I give myself, I've got a little game style like Paul George. I'm really smooth. I'm a smooth hooper. But besides me on the team, Jacob Parrish is nice. He's a nice hooper. RJ Garcia, he can shoot, you know. So a lot of players, a lot, see, a lot of players are basketball players on the team. So there are like a lot of role players, a lot of pick and roll. It's not too many players on the team that can just hoop and get a bucket whenever they want to, you know? <laughs> yeah, I got you. Hey, uh, I, I meant to ask you this earlier, just real quick, going back. You you go up against the offense every day. Now, you might not be going up against the ones a lot now that the season has started, but Keegan Johnson saw the field on, on Saturday. The first time we've had the opportunity to see Keegan, just from your perspective, and I, I don't want to just single out Keegan, but for this question in particular, how can he change the offense from what you have seen and what he looks like at receiver? 
I mean, he's amazing, in my opinion. Like, going against him fall camp and going against him during the spring, like, he's probably one of the best receivers I've guarded ever. Like, he's so quick. He's so key on his details. Like, he'll be in the uh, indoor before everybody on the jug machine. And then when everybody's leaving, he'll be the last person on the jug machine. So he's really key on everything like that. And, like, I just can't wait to see what he does more because, like, he's an amazing player. Who are uh, – this is our last question, I promise. Well, who's, who's maybe some young guys on that defense, maybe the secondary or anybody you want to name that we haven't maybe seen yet or saw a little bit that you think have a, a really bright future? Yeah, uh, for sure, definitely uh, Austin Romaine. And then Asa Newsom, there's some dogs. Like, they're really going to be nice for the defense. Like, they're just learning every day, and they're being great. And then in the secondary, you have Kanizel Thompson. I see him, like, I see a little Jacob Parrish in him every time we're at practice. He's still just got a lot to learn and just just keep moving and staying positive. But those three guys right there, they're going to be definitely key guys for the K-State defense later on. Awesome. Well, hey, Will, we we really appreciate how gracious you were with your time. We are thrilled to have you at K-State and eager to watch you more and more in a K-State uniform and have a, a great season. We'll be in Columbia on uh, Saturday for the game. We're at all the home games as well, so we cannot watch you ball out there. Uh, and once again, we, we can't thank our partners enough, Riverbank Brewing and Wildcat NIL, for bringing you this segment. So get on out to Riverbank Brewing and Council Grove and support them as they support K-State student-athletes. Will... Thank you so much for jumping on with us. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.